Secrets from a Coach. Thrive and maximise your potential in the evolving workplace. Your weekly podcast with Debbie Green of Wishfish and Laura Thompson-Staveley of Phenomenal Training. Debs. Law, you all right? Yeah, how are you doing? I'm not doing too bad, actually. Yeah, not bad. It's um, it's going all right so far. Very good. Um, how I know I sound t- shocked, so not. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, how on top of everything do you feel at the moment? <laughs> oh my God, that's such a good question. Um, yeah, sometimes I sort of stop in my day and go, oh yeah, I've got this. And then something else pops in. Um, and then I go, oh, um, what I'm supposed to have been doing has just got put on the back burner. And I'm thinking, ah, was that my job to do it or not? Oh, so it's a bit, a bit like that in the moment, a little bit of a roller coaster, it feels, Law. Do you know what, Debs? I'm hearing so much from some of the team sessions that um, I've been running for us uh, recently with a couple of our clients. And actually, the the phrase that someone used the other day was it was like cowboys herding up cats. Brilliant. Yeah. So you're there kind of rustling up all of these plans and trying to order everything. And then, you know, it's a bit like cats and then one jumps out and then another stakeholder then (laughs) wants to get involved. So... (laughs) These cats are having kittens because they're worried about timeframes, you know, kind of being delayed. So hence the focus of this third in our Get Stuff Done series, which is about the wonderful world of managing expectations. Mm. Whose job is it? Why is it such an important skill right now? And what are some of the barriers and then the enablers to be able to manage expectations in this hybrid? People might not be there next to each other, sharing and exchanging and regularly updating mm. matrix world of work which is why where people might be working in much more complicated ways where you're working very closely with some people one week and then the next week you're not so how do you keep each other updated so managing expectations deb so what are you picking up in your sessions and your one-to-ones around the value of this mindset and this skill set Mm, oh yeah so quite a lot actually law um one is making sure that you really clear you're really clear on who's doing what so we say if it's not you who so you're you've got some clarity around it and if you're not sure to ask to get the clarity that you need and the other one i'm noticing a lot more is that with if people are um clear on what they're doing understand what's expected of them actually they feel better within themselves so there's a direct link when we think about our own mental health and well-being to the fact that oh okay I know where I'm heading and that's okay I think the challenge I'm seeing is when somebody as you said the cats have kittens is um, something else comes on their radar and that's more priority that's more important and there's a little bit of panic and overwhelm and then having to feel like we have to work all the hours that God can send us to get this thing done. So there's not always clarity for people to, or having the confidence, I suppose, to maybe ask of a question and they're just doing like a bit of a hamster on a wheel, keep going, keep going, keep going. I'm sure it'll be all right. So there's this a bit of uncertainty is surrounding this as well. So I think one of the things I would say to people is, okay, how can you bring it back to basics? How can you keep it simple? And cut out all the noise. Um, And I think that's just by 
having a good conversation. And I know we talked about that on the first of this series about accountability and communication. And I think that's just as important when we're managing expectations, both of others and ourselves, managing upwards like we talked about last time. Um, I just think that that's what's key to unlock our potential. Okay, partner, let's saddle up. Let's <laughs> let's let's, let's uh, corral these uh, runaway horses. Let's let's um, herd and rustle up all those cats, and let's have a couple of practical perspectives. Mm. Uh, if it feels like the world of work is a little bit like the wild west at the moment, um, what does that mean in terms of managing expectations? So, let's uh, let's throw a couple of tools out there that can really help. <laughs> Cowboy, cowgirl. <laughs> so, Debs, one mm. of the things I think is uh, just useful to go back to basics, as you said, is around being proactive. Yeah. And uh, I tried to do a search on LinkedIn looking at how often the word proactive is used on uh, job descriptions um, this year. And uh, I mean, you know, even just the, the amount of searches that comes up alone, a lot of people are wanting people to be proactive mm. at the moment. So that means not only thinking for yourself and thinking of ways and opportunities and innovations, but actually that might be the easy bit. The, the challenging bit is then how do you engage, bring other people with you and then sort of convince and uh, reassure people enough to give something a go. So what does it mean to be proactive? Well, we're mm. loving at the moment the four R's tour, aren't we, Debs? We are. It's a good one. It, and I can't roll my R's, so I can't do that bit. <laughs> <laughs> Could be a purr, though. Oh, like <laughs> it. Like it, like it. So um, the four R's is taken from the world of emergency services management. So in short, how do you keep your head above water, Keeping proactive if you are leading a team that uh, their very day job is dealing with operational challenges and um, accidents and incidents and things that need to be attended to kind of right now. And it's a useful tool for, you know, anyone in any kind of role. And it's a way of uh, the four R's is basically the first thing is thinking about the next couple of months, let's say three months, what do I need to be ready for? So what actually is on the horizon? Stop, look and listen what's around me on the landscape, what might I need to get ready for? The second R is response. So what is going to be expected of me in terms of that response? How achievable is that? Where might I need some support? What actually already now can I think that ain't going to happen <laughs> that might need a little bit of kind of reassessing? The third R is recover. Right here, right now, where can I plan in some recovery time? So if actually I know the next couple of months are going to be really full on, where can I maybe plan in a daily five minutes, a weekly half hour, a monthly hour, just to be able to keep on top? And then it may involve managing expectations in that kind of recovery time, but looking after yourself. And then the fourth and final R is rebuild. If I were going to play my cards really smartly, what actually will the I be able to gain as a benefit for me or a benefit for the project or the people um, through this next couple of months. And that little bit of thinking time, it could be, you know, you're stuck in traffic and rather than just only thinking about the task load that you've got right here, right now, what the four R's does is it forces you to just go up a couple of levels, scan the horizon. At that point then, it's thinking, who might I need to engage with? Not just what are the tasks that are, are burdening me right now? Because it's again, it's a framework really simple to recall when you're maybe put under pressure. Um, and it also gives you that moment, as you said, to pause. 
And I think that links quite nicely into when we say to people, if you can understand what the focus is for you, what is expected of you, um, the focus, skill and will approach, which I know we've spoken about before, but that fits in really nicely to the second R that you said, wasn't it, about the response. So what is expected of me? How am I doing against that expectation? So to get some feedback around that and how can I improve in that? So that's the focus, skill and will element. And they're just as good to ask yourself those questions, but also to be able to ask of others. So just, you know, I would normally say to people, so just to be really clear, what I'm hearing is this is what you're expecting of me. Um, Okay. And then you can ask some further questions. So what's the deadline? Who else is involved in it? Is there anybody else I need to connect with? It then enables you to, I suppose, explore um, and navigate your way through what is expected of you so that you've got the clarity that then enables you to activate that and start to work on it. So I love the four R's law. The other thing I think as well, Debs, is is being realistic about what can actually be achieved. So let's maybe have a bit of a focus about that. So Mm. we've got to be proactive, but we've also got to be realistic. So, Debs, I learned my lesson about managing expectations in my very early days as a as a trainer. Me too. <laughs> so, you're running a course on time management. Picture the scene, Debs. It's the year 2000. We've uh, survived the millennium bug. We're wearing our platform shoes, <laughs> denim shirts, flared <laughs> leggings. You can see it now. I can see it. I've got a picture <laughs> in my head, Law. There's Spice Girls on on the radio and uh, there you are. You're running a time management course. People would then rock up and, you know, and, and I learn early days, you've got to find out what are people's expectations for this session? Because people might come on and going, you know, I need to uh, change the world in th- this week. And, and then you're there kind of going, right, okay, so let me just manage your expectations about what we're going to cover on this course. What we are going to cover is this. Um, that here's some access to some materials that can help pick up on the stuff that we won't be able to cover, but we can have a chat after if that might be useful. And then people are just at ease then because they're not then sort of waiting for you to deliver some information or to cover something that was never on the to-do list anyway. So I think one of the big lessons that I learned that I think is just so useful for the wider working life, even if you're not running a, a training session, is right at the start, what are your expectations for this session, this meeting, this project? And let's just check and recheck because the assumptions can really build up. So, you know, if I've got a session or a project that I'm working closely with on someone, just that expectation of actually who is expected to kind of, you know, do what in on this. There was a, a, a woman on a course I was running this um, the other week, actually, and she was saying she's gone back to the good old racy tool. Oh, yes. Because wow. um, there's just been so many cats breeding kittens on some of the projects <laughs> that she'd been working with, which is the downside of transformation. You know, for anyone that's working on transformation projects, it can be messy in terms of all that kind of newness. And the timings might not work the way that is said on the Gantt chart, you know. So the racy tool is um, who's responsible, accountable, who needs to be consulted and who needs to be involved. So what's that kind of level of involvement? And she said, it just makes it so much simpler. So I think one of the aspects around managing expectations is to check and to recheck and to clarify is how you'll see the same as me. And then we can catch it early doors rather than getting to the end of that project, that meeting or that session. And, uh, you know, 
both sides being a bit disappointed because it wasn't what they thought it was going to be. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think I pick that we pick that up in coaching as well when we're doing the you know one-to-one coaching or group coaching. We always sort of set the scene at the very front end of that as well. So it's a bit like a contract in inverted commas where we actually, you know, let people know, you know, what we're going to do, how long have we got, working within ethical guidelines, all of that stuff. So we've set the scene and we've what we call placed people in that in that space that enables people to go, oh, okay then, I know what's coming. Um, And then we ask permission to continue. So is everybody okay with that? And everybody goes, yes. And then we just go through the process, quote unquote, which is just whatever it is, training, coaching, meeting, one-to-one, whatever the process might be. And then it's a given that with intent, I will work in partnership with you. So like you were saying at the um, training course that you ran, you know, people do come and say, actually, I want to fix the world in a week. And even in coaching, it's like, I want to change my life. That's huge. And yet we can't do that in 45 minutes or an hour. So again, by setting the scene, placing people at the beginning as to what it is all about, can, as you say, can help people sort of readjust their expectations, keeping it real. So you know, keeping the reality around what we can get through in that 45 minutes an hour or a whole day training session. Um, and then, as you said, people feel safe. They then focus on what they really want to get out of that that session, that day, whatever it might be. And therefore, it's a success for them by the end of it. I think it's also quite handy because you've set the scene, you can come back to it if somebody is going off kilter or, as we know, Law, sometimes workshops, we have some amazing conversations and we're moving away from maybe time management. But it's a great way to be able to bring people back into the focus, what was expected of us delivering to you on that day, but also what was your expectation. So I think it's a great little thing to be able to be clear, as you said, right up front about what we will do, what we won't do. Um, and therefore, everybody knows their, I hate the word place, but they know what's going on in that? I I completely agree. I think as well, Debs, you know, I mean, I've been um, an external supplier now uh, for 17 years, 16, 17 years, because when you're the other coming into an internal organisational culture, there is this very natural expectation that you are going to set some expectations because you've been brought in, you know, as either an ongoing support or a particular piece. I actually think that discipline is really useful when you are an internal team member, because these, these assumptions can build up. So it, it's almost bringing in that sort of consultancy mindset to your day job because, um, you know, people might have very different expectations as to your involvement in a project. And before you know it, you're the person who's kind of getting all of the emails, be, you know, and you're feeling bombarded and that might not have been clear at the start. So, you know, if, if there's something that's coming up on your radar that you've been asked to get involved in, Maybe just remembering this bit about, okay, so what's my responsibility here? What am I accountable for? Who do I need to consult with? What's the level of involvement you're expecting? And then you can catch it early doors because if that's the third conversation you've had in that day where you're going to be taking on a huge big project, then um, you know you can have that conversation on the Monday rather than months later and it feeling like you failed you know, because you didn't have that early conversation. Yeah, I think you're right about that when we're in internal working because you can get used to how people work, right? So, and I think that's when maybe complacency comes in because you're 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 expecting somebody to do what they always do. Yet actually you might still walk away not being sure about what what do they actually want me to do? So, having going back to what you were saying earlier on about having the confidence to just ask the question because 
people get used to working with people. Um, and even I've done it in the past where you've made the assumption, oh yeah, I know, you know, law knows what I'm talking about. Um, and because we're so used to working together, but actually we need to create the clarity even more, I think, when you are used to working with people, because I think you know what I'm thinking. You're not a clairvoyant and haven't got a magic, you know, your little magic crystal ball or, um, but also you might think I know what I'm talking about as well. So again, we can miss so therefore having that confidence to step in and just ask for clarity, um, I think is key. Yeah, Dev. I mean, I've just got a, a giggle in my mind just thinking, I'm sure there was a time on a virtual session, you and I are co-running and it, we, you know, we'd logged on early to get our music and all our sort of self sort of set up. I think one of us had asked, well, so who's leading this? And both of us thought the other was. Exactly. Think, God, we had three minutes to work out before everyone started piling in. <laughs> Actually, otherwise that would have been a bit of an awkward set up because yeah. I'd have been waiting for you to do your thing so I wouldn't want to step on your toes you'd have been waiting for me and then actually from a performance point of view the audience would be thinking uh yeah. what are we doing here <laughs> so just even that quick even though it's something we'd done with our we could have done with our eyes closed complacency I think is 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 the dark side of confidence you know the moment you think oh yeah we know what we're doing we don't need to have a check then that's the point you know you you you, you have a bit of a slip that links into my call to action law to Think about you're getting something to do or you're being asked to do something or you're having a conversation with somebody, um, be it in work or at home, actually. Um, it's been really clear on what the expectations are in that moment, not what it was last week, last month, last year or next year, but right now, right here and now, bring it into the now. So what's expected? You know, ask that because you know if you're not asking that, then who will? So I think it comes back to being accountable. And if you're not sure, ask and therefore create the clarity. So I think definitely clarity all the way. Be curious, communicate well and have clarity. Love it, Debs. Um, and my share of the secret would be linking to having that conversation. There are two takeaway tools that um, people are really enjoying at the moment, which is if as part of that managing expectations, you're thinking, I need to have that conversation. The aid tool, Action Impact Do, is a great way to be able to manage expectations around a decision or a task that maybe hasn't uh, uh, gone as well or, or as it had been planned. So um, when this decision was taken, action. This is the impact I see it can have in now. So that's a reality. So this is what I suggest we do, or this is what I think we do. It shows your willingness to kind of help things out. If from a ways of working, things have got a uh, need to sort of be reset, maybe some fence lines some boundary lines just kind of tidied up a bit and about managing expectations of ways of working. That's where the beautiful Ben model can be really useful. Behaviour, emotion, need. So when you kept quiet and I had to run the whole session, uh, 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 I felt a bit confused, Debs, because I thought we were dual running on that. So what I need now is a bit of clarity for the next one, because, you know, I know both of us found that a bit uh, stressful. So the behaviour, emotion, need, it is a light way to be able to have a straight conversation without any drama, if actually that just then helps reset some expectations kind of uh, moving forward. So my share the secret would be, um, is there something that feels a little bit messy at the moment? You think, you know what, that does need to be reset. That does need to be a clarifying of expectations, whether it's just the overall mindset. So some of the things we've been talking about on this session, whether it is a specific word tool or just a set of questions that you were asking, showing earlier on, it can make a real world of difference. If you're out there in the wild, wild west, 
you're trying herding to rustle, those cats. herding those cats <laughs> that just keep coming back with more cats and you think you've got them all lined up and then they all start running away in different directions. And the um, positives of transformational times and matrix working is we've got a much more freedom to work than potentially maybe, you know, a couple of decades ago. But with that freedom comes a need to have that confidence to be able to um, spot and, uh, you know, lean into those conversations. So I love that. That's so cool. You propped into my head that freedom creates greater responsibility. I don't know whether I've made that up or I've heard that in some random film somewhere about freedom equals greater responsibility. So yeah. That's Spider-Man, isn't it? Is that what it is? It might be. With power comes great responsibility. Oh, with power, that's the that's one. That's the one. Hey, well, let's change it to freedom. I quite like Certainly. that one. Another one for the team. Tattoos there, Debs. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> You're going to run out of skin space oh, for yeah. all your motivational quotes. <laughs> and in fact, Debs, I'm going to leave you on a motivational quote that um, just, I think, is really... Um, really a a useful little reminder, particularly for anyone that is dealing with lots of transformation stuff at the moment. It's a quote from Mother Teresa. I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the water to create many ripples. Oh, lovely. So that little managing expectation conversation, it might not change the world in that one five minute catch up, but it just sends your intention out there that you're on top of your game. You know what you need to rustle and hustle. And, uh, you know, you can feel like you're performing, even if things are a little bit messy at the moment. Oh, I love that law. I'm going to go and do that now and herd me cats and make sure they're all right. (laughs) You round them up, partner. So um, have a fantastic week. You too, um, Law. Whipping everyone into shape, managing expectations. May that be great fun. And uh, looking forward to our fourth and final focus in our getting stuff done, which is the wonderful world of setting professional standards. Mm -hmm. Yes, I love that. Looking forward to it. (laughs) Yeah. Have a fab week. Love you. You too, lovely. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at secretsfromacoach at aol.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And if you're a Spotify listener, give us a rating as it makes it easier for us to share the secret with others. 